Welcome back once again. We are live from Planet Hollywood here in Las Vegas. Wes, how you doing, man? A um, little more on the struggle bus this morning than I was yesterday morning. But, I mean, we had a successful trip out here to Vegas for Summer League. Um, it's been a great time. I'm really, really bummed that we don't get to go to games today. We got to fly home. Yeah. But um, I'm pumped, man. It's a good time out here. Yesterday was super fun. Yeah, I'm feeling, I'm feeling the tiredness a little bit. You know, we got to spend a little bit more time getting ourselves ready to go yesterday. Today, I'm heading to the airport immediately following this podcast. So we had to do this one a little early, recording at 8.30 a.m. here in Vegas. But, um, man, yesterday was an awesome day in Summer League. It was an awesome day. Um, we were on the Jersey Watch once again as soon as we got into the arena uh, there's a couple that stood out for me, for sure. Um, you know, the Warriors were playing there yesterday, so I saw a Latrell Sprewell Golden State Warriors jersey. That's a deep cut. Yeah, no one was getting choked, so it was okay. <laughs> um, one of the other big ones, there's a Larry Hughes Golden State Warriors jersey, and that's that's quite a pull. That's bad. Yeah. Like, like what, what did he ever do for the Warriors? He was supposed to be a savior at one point, and that clearly was not the case. Um, I saw a pretty dope Nick Van Exel L.A. Lakers jersey. That's nice. Which was clean. And um, there's a couple college jerseys that we saw. There was a Lou Alcindor UCLA jersey. I was, like, pretty impressed by that one. So, you know, this guy's clearly never seen Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Lou Alcindor play because he's, like, you know, a high schooler. But... I love the deep cut. Any, any cream support, especially when he was Lou Alcindor, which is a much better name. Um, I, I, I dig that one. That one was pretty dope. Um, we saw a Kemba Walker Yukon jersey pretty, yeah. like, almost immediately as soon as we came in. And I think he planted himself in the front of the arena so everyone could see that jersey because it's pretty fresh. He was just sitting out there just waiting to be noticed. But, you know, anytime you see that jersey, just flash back to that step back moment. Yeah. Uh, you got to love Kemba on Yukon. Um, one of the cooler ones that I saw was a Sue Bird Seattle Storm WNBA jersey. Never have I seen that in public. Um, that was impressive. We also saw um, a questionable Nick Foles Philadelphia Eagles <laughs> jersey at the Summer League. I mean, he, I'm assuming he was there to watch the 76ers, but it's a football jersey. Yeah, the only acceptable football jersey I saw, which is still not very acceptable, you saw we had the Raiders jersey on. So, like, you yeah. know, Las Vegas, you know, at least they're in the right town. But um, one of the other really cool pairings that we saw, because you guys were definitely together, was the Rex Chapman Phoenix Suns and a Vinny Del Negro <laughs> San Antonio Spurs jersey. Like, um, what, what was this dude doing in a Vinny Del Negro? Oh, man. That. <laughs> <laughs> I was just as shocked as you uh, to see both of those jerseys, let alone they're squatted up clearly. Um, but we had to give them props. I mean, they were pulling out some super rare jerseys and they were still in pristine condition. So those were deep cuts. You know, I I got to support them. You know, yesterday we talked about the Darren Williams uh, jazz jersey, yeah. which was like pretty ridiculous. <laughs> but uh, we, we did see some Darren Williams Brooklyn Nets support. As well, and then continuing on the double, the you know two teams, Tim Hardaway Senior yep. represented on both Miami Heat and the Warriors. That was pretty cool. I mean, um, the Heat one that we saw, we weren't quite sure who it was right away, um, but that was a pretty fresh jersey. 
those are like the the old school days when it was pretty dope with like the um alonzo morning like yeah those were cool heat jerseys um the best one though and i think this is the one that got us both was the richard lewis <laughs> seattle supersonics jersey but the reason it was so so good is that it was on a six-year-old <laughs> that he's never seen a seattle supersonics game in his life is clearly unaware that they were ever even a franchise um the sonics franchise has been gone for twice that kid's life. Yeah. So his parents clearly <laughs> were trying to raise him on the sharp shooting skills of the Shire Lewis. Um, it, that jersey was an epic, you know, spot for us in the arena. That was classic. <laughs> that one was awesome. You know, I, I did see a James Harden Sun Devil jersey, so that one's just near and dear to my heart personally. Love you, James Harden. Um, but then, you know, a little representation of Steve Nash on the signs. A Joakim Noah Bulls jersey. Uh, shout out to my buddy Scott on that one. Uh, then we had a Garnett T-Wolves, like classic one. Yeah, that was a rookie Garnett T-Wolves jersey, which is pretty sweet. Um, we also saw one of your favorites, uh, Pedro Stojakovic, a Kings oh. jersey. Um, that one was pretty clean. The, the guy was hyped to watch his Sacramento Kings. So my, my guy in, in the Pedro jersey, he's got the double mask on, yeah. but, but the outer mask was a Kings mask to go with the king's page of jersey he i mean he was feeling himself i don't know about how we were feeling about it no he felt good about it and then we also <laughs> saw a red philadelphia 76ers tobias harris jersey that um also a questionable buy but you know all that we know is that everyone's out there supporting their teams this is the time to rock those jerseys that usually probably never get worn um through the majority of the year so we were hyped to see it the fashion show continues at Summer League. We had a, a lot of fun looking out for that. Um, but, you know, when, when we started starting to get into the games, the first game we saw was the Pelicans uh, just destroy the Bulls. It was actually close when we walked in, and the, and the Pelicans just took them down late in the fourth, especially. Yeah, um, it was pretty cool that we found out that we were sitting two, three seats just to the side of uh, Trey Murphy's dad yeah who was definitely the player of the game um i think he finished with 24 26 points in the game yeah um just super clutch he was everywhere actually hitting shots he had a couple jams some good rebounds um there's no doubt he was the best player on the court from what we saw yeah he led them to the win easily um you know the nine rebounds as well and he hit six threes so that was pretty cool um, you know, just quick shout out to uh, Emmanuel quickly, who we said didn't have a very good game uh, in day one. He scores 32 points against the Pacers uh, to beat them in like the early game. Um, but also in the Pelicans game, uh, Kyra Lewis, who we've been kind of watching, he had a pretty solid game, 11 points, seven assists. Um, but Najee Marshall, yeah, he had a, he had a good little stint there in the middle of the season last year. Um, and he ends with 18 points in the win. I like Najee Marshall. He was a really key find for them. I think he could be a nice NBA player. Um, they'll probably have to overpay him, but she's not upset about it. But, nah. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's going to be in the NBA for a while. He's got a lot of skills, good size. Um, but I think the cool part was the next game that we got to see, which was the Grizzlies and the Nets. And we were able to move up super close to the floor. We were like third row. Second best possible row we could sit at. Yeah, our seats were ridiculous. Uh, Dylan, uh, Desmond Bain having a good game. Uh, that was a close game, too, so we watched that one down to the wire. Yeah, we were there for a bit. Um, we were right behind the Brooklyn Nets bench, 
So their bench was just loaded with players like Tiago Splitter was coaching. Um, Amari Stoudemire uh, was on hand. Um, I think we saw their GM Sean Marks up in the yeah. up in the stands. Um, we saw who who else? The D'Antoni, Mike D'Antoni was across. Yeah, the yeah, that, that was a good spot. Games. Um, there's a lot of people in the building for this small arena. We love that arena. Yeah, the small arena is just it, – it's more fun. You know, all the – the big arena gets the best games, but that it's so intimate in there. You can really see you guys go off, and you can really see how big and uh, some of these guys are as well. Yeah. Um, you know, from what we've been out here for Summer League, we have seen all top 11 draft picks. We saw all 1 through 11. Wow, that's cool. And we saw 12 of the 14 lottery picks. So I would definitely say this was a success – we saw a lot of different people that you know we were hoping to see, and we you know we were able to capture it all out here. Breaking out the stats, I hadn't even realized that. I'm, uh, that's a, that's a success for sure. Uh, I mean, that Zaire Williams rare find in the Grizzlies game really put us over that stat, you know, making it a real. Uh, well, unfortunately, unfortunately, my my guy did not do too much in the game, Zaire Williams. <laughs> no, he looked like he could be something special though. I mean, he's got the size. He's, he's big um, volume. Just really curious about his his dribble and, and handling, like. That's really is going to be what separates him to be, uh, um, you know, the type of player that I'm sure he wants to be. Yep. Um, but, you know, before we kind of jump into some of these other games, some breaking news this morning. Um, the buyout details for Kemba Walker were released. Oh, OK. I have not heard this. So <clears throat> he was set to make $72 million right. over the next two years. Right. He ended up giving back $20 million. So he's walking away with $52 million. Okay, so, well, first of all, that's a shit ton. But second of all, that is actually more than we thought he was going to give back. Correct. So he's giving back $9.5 million on this year and $10.5 next year. And what we know is that he just signed a one-year $8 million deal right. with the Knicks. So, so it takes a pay cut a little bit. Slight pay cut this year, but I think he's hoping that he makes more than that $12 million next year to yeah. really make this a worthy buyout situation. You'd have to assume he's probably getting more than a $12 million deal. It's all, it all depends, on, <clears throat> all depends on his health, I guess, but yeah, you would expect so. Yeah, because the mid-level exception is somewhere in the high nines. So even if he comes close to that, he's a $2 million loss to play for his home team. Yeah. So... Big, big money to give away, $20 million, but he gets to be where he wants to be. Well, and nobody wants to play for the Thunder right now. No. So that's part of it, too. I think um, with him giving back so much money, they were comfortable letting him be bought out versus signing um, a yeah. trade and finding a partner in those routes. So, um, you know, Kemba is betting on himself here, hoping he can, you know, cash out and play big here for the Knicks. I like it. Okay. Well, I, I had not heard that, so that was breaking news. Yeah, and then um, what else did we get to see? We went to go see a little bit of the Kings game yesterday. Yeah, Kings, Kings topped the Hornets uh, 80-70. to 70. This was kind of like that Thunder game from day one, like a pretty bad game. Um, the Hornets had a much better team. They lose by 10. They had 26 turnovers in this game, Wes. Ugh. And they shot just under 40%, like 39.7% uh, as a team. So that was pretty ugly by the Hornets, I would say. Um, one of the biggest shockers of, I, I, maybe I shouldn't have been so surprised, but Leangelo Ball is, uh, playing off the bench for this Hornets team. He was like one of the biggest stars in the building. 
like people were buzzing about him all game. Yeah, he had a lot of chatter. Just you could hear the buzz in the crowd whenever he was on the court. Everyone was rooting for him to, you know, shoot and, and play well. Um, you know, we saw Pops, LeVar Ball on the stands. LeVar Ball courtside. He's making sure he was seen. Yeah, and we saw um, LaMelo come in with some bright purple pants uh, with the shades. You love the shades indoors, and he was rocking them for you. Oh, man, LaMelo did not take the shades off. We don't know, you know, how high he was. Probably quite. Uh, but he had those purple, uh, they looked like clouds. So he probably was you know, having some purple clouds uh, smoking as well. But, uh, man. The, the balls were well well represented in the building. Uh, Leangelo, he was he was fine. He had uh, ten points, um, uh, five rebounds. But you know he's he's not going to make the league. He's he's too short, um, and he doesn't really have a position. But uh, a couple guys that did have good games on the Kings, um, Jamias Ramsey. He was a draft pick last year uh, from Texas Tech, I believe, okay. and uh, he had twenty two points. Uh, three rebounds, three assists. He kind of led them to the win. Um, and then their top 10 pick, Davion Mitchell, he had 10 points, nine assists. And uh, you could tell that lockdown defense is legit. Yeah, he <laughs> had that lockdown defense, and he displayed that against James Booknight. He only finished with 11 points. Mm. So he really took that challenge. We saw a couple times, like right in front of us, where he had locked him up in the corner and was just not giving up any sort of space or air to do what the uh, offensive player was wanting to do. Uh, but I think I was most impressed with the assists from yep. Davion Mitchell. You don't see a bunch of assists in summer league. A lot of guys are out there to get their own. Um, but he was moving the ball well. Um, and he's a bit of a tank. He's got a thick thick build out there. Um, was hoping to see a little better three-point shooting. Took a couple shots. I don't know if he made any. But you can see some things um, as to why the Kings liked him. I mean, he's an NBA player. That's pretty clear. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, he had some nice, like, you know, broke guys down off the dribble and got to the cup. So Davion had a good game, um, and the Kings do win that one. Uh, but the next game was the game of the day and probably the most fun I had perhaps all weekend. It was a blast. Magic, uh, take down your Warriors in overtime, 91-89. I mean, this was a fun game, um, partially because it was a great players on the court. We had such a crew, a cool crew around us. Like we had accumulated a really fun, um, you know, basketball diehards around us. Uh, we had some Jazz fans to the left, some Blazers fans below us, some uh, younger Warriors fans behind us. So I mean, just the atmosphere that we were building in there was fun for our section. Um, this Warriors Magic game though was by far the premier game that we wanted to see and. Um, Suggs, Jalen Suggs was, he was big, way bigger than I thought. He's a tall, if he's playing point guard, that's a tall point guard. A solid six, four and a half, um, strong build. And he just looked poised out there, completely poised, um, no fear, zero fear. Yeah, Suggs had a, a solid game. You know, he's kind of had a slow start, but in the second half, he really picked it up, uh, especially down the stretch. He was, you know, looking for his shot and converting. He had 24 points, uh, nine rebounds. For a point guard, and he also had two steals and three blocks, so yep. he was showing it all. You know, he got he draws like those Kyle Lowry comparisons because of his like size and defense, and you could see that. Um, you know, your boyfriend's Wagner, who um, they picked eighth, he had a pretty bad game on this one, uh, just five points, six rebounds, but mainly he was 0 for six from three. Uh, so tough one for for Wagner. Yeah, he looked a little timid. 
a little bit afraid actually out there, um, which was disappointing. Um, he's got the size. He definitely doesn't have the bulk yet. He's supposed to be a shooter. He didn't knock him down. Um, so he didn't, he didn't show very well. And it's just a bit disappointing for them. Um, but on the other side here, the Warriors had a couple guys that showed pretty well. Yep. Um, Moses Moody, I really liked what he did. He finishes with 15 points in this game. He hits a couple threes. He didn't do anything ultra flashy. But then you look up at the scoreboard, and he's got 15 points. So to me, this just is going to translate really well into the actual regular season because he's going to be surrounded by Hall of Famers, you know, Clay and, and Steph Curry and Draymond. All he needs to do is, you know, be solid, don't make any mistakes, and hit those corner threes, which we saw him do with, you know, pretty nice looking form. Yeah, he was actually my most impressive uh, warrior of the day, I thought. You know, Kyle Guy off the bench, uh, he had 15 also. He he was kind of leading the team. Um, like you had kind of mentioned, he's kind of more of a gunner instead of like a true point. But yeah. <clears throat> he can score the ball. And then, you know, then the fifth overall pick, uh, Kaminga, or I'm sorry, sixth pick, um, Jonathan Kaminga, he had 16 points as well. But we were a little bit disappointed because he kept selling for the three. He was 0 for 4 from three. Yeah, they had kind of baited him into the threes, and he took the bait. Um, so this is just, you can see the youth. This is what we talk about with the younger guys. He needs to know his game. He thinks he can shoot the threes, but he really can't yet. So he needs to realize, pump that, get to the line, use that body, because he had a pretty nice build on him. Uh, wasn't no Scotty Barnes build, but he has that athletic NBA body that you're looking to see out there on the court. Um, but I mean, you know, 16 points, that's another pretty solid performance for him. Um, as long as you keep seeing the development here as they roll through the year, you got to like what you, um, you got to come see, but I mean, this went to overtime. This was an overtime summer league, just game. It, it was drama. Fun. Suggs had a chance to win it in regulation. He missed, uh, but they do hold on in overtime, but Wes, let's get to the real story. Let's get to it. We've been burying the lead on this one. Look, we talked about the real players in this game, uh, but the real story was Giannis Tima, a.k.a. Bleach, a.k.a. Uncle Tim, is his new name forevermore. So this is a uh, 6'8 Latvian national team player. Um, in 2013, he was the last pick in the NBA draft. So, so this guy's 29 years old. He's has bleached blonde, slicked back hair. He's all tatted up. All tatted. He up. looks like he's 40. Not like 29 seems young for how he looks. This guy's tan. Like he's been either tanning or playing basketball, like oh, exclusively. This guy's so dark that like I I couldn't even comprehend the tan with the bleached hair. It just it was like neon on this dude. He looks like he's been at the beach tanning and surfing, um, but then he also is built strong. So he looks like he could be working at your local uh, gym down the street, like 24-hour fitness. Like he's the he's your coach there, helping you get bulked up. But um, totally right, the bleach, blonde, you know, slick back, greased hair, uh, ultra tan with the full tatted. Um, it was hard not to question who this guy was. Um, and we were fans right from the get-go, you know, more just for the comical reasons. But then he started balling out. He was playing well. He had a finish with 11 points and six rebounds to go along with two blocks. He also made three threes. 
But in 16 minutes, he was a plus 19 and the plus minus. And so we started cheering this guy on at kind of the beginning as a joke, like you said. But then we were, like, loving his game. And we started a, a G League legend, man. We did. A Summer League legend. We started the Summer League legend. Um, the whole area around us was laughing every time he started making shots. We'd be standing up. And then we started hearing a, a couple sections over, a team up, team up. <laughs> Team uh, chant just start to brew. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we made an influence out here in summer league. This was a fun, a fun game, and all because of hashtag Uncle Tim. Uncle Tim is a new fan favorite here in Vegas. Our whole section was was rallying behind us and him. We we were trying to bring him back in the game. We were you know calling out the coach to get him back on the floor. Uh, but Uncle Tim. Forever in our hearts. Forever it, in it, our hearts. It's so not on an NBA roster. Probably. Yeah, it, he probably won't make an NBA roster. But um, it's hard to deny when you see someone playing that well. Like, even if you don't know who the guy is, everybody in the building knows that this guy is playing better than everyone else at his position. Um, he got all, like, the hustle rebounds, yeah. all the, you know, really key offensive boards to get him extra shots. Had a couple really nice passes, too, to his teammates um, for some corner looks. Um, it, it was fun, man. He was like one of the best players for the Magic. It was a lot of fun. We we were just laughing and just loving it all game. But an excellent game overall. Um, you know, shout out to uh, the crew in front of us, to the people behind us, and and to the left of us, we had uh, our, our friends uh, Ellis and Chandler. Chandler of uh, never seen a Friends episode, Chandler. That can't be true, can it? I mean, he might be playing uh, playing us here with that. But, uh, you know, we got to respect the Utah Jazz fans coming out here to Vegas. Um, that was really cool. Yeah, you know, we put up on our Twitter um, some fresh kicks that Ellis had custom made. Yeah, she, uh, she hand-painted them, right? Yeah, hand-painted Utah Jazz. So if you want to take a look, those are up on our Twitter. Um they were pretty fresh. We were both pretty hyped about them. So it was an awesome time. You know, we didn't stay for this Jazz game, fortunately, but I'm sure they suffered through the uh, 63 to 57 final score uh, as the Suns lose by shooting 24% for that game. Oh uh, we, did, we didn't miss any, anything. We did not miss. Um, you know, we definitely left at the right time. We got us some, you know, summer league. Some gear, pretty happy with uh, some of the purchases from out there. But um, all in all, man, this is just a great trip. A lot of fun. Happy we can you know make this happen this year. That's for sure. We had a ton of fun. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling the the, the fun vibes right now. You can uh, you know two days and two hard days in Vegas will do that to you. But um, but we got some. You you got some summer league swag. We got some pictures with the trophy. Yeah. We got those take home beer cups. Yeah. Plenty of those. And, uh, man, it was a success. I mean, we even have our own Polaroid from uh, one of the shoots there. I got a mini Polaroid. Like you said, the picture with the Summer League trophy, pretty cool. Um, you know, I'm pretty happy about that. And they actually let us, you know, put our hands on it. It was pretty sweet. Yeah, it was a, it was a great, great time. You know, hopefully we can run it back next year. Uh, but in the meantime, we're going to keep these pods coming. Uh, basketball doesn't stop, not in our hearts. So, Live from Las Vegas, we had a success, man. It was a success signing out here from Planet Hollywood.